This appendix episode of Bonfire Side Chat is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. If you'd like to join the Undead Legion of supporters and fans that we have, head on over there. Kick us a buck or two a month. It makes a huge difference. We really appreciate it. And on to the show. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is an unkindled favorite. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses to the Cemetery of Ash and to uh, the Firelink Shrine. Yeah, and you guys came out in force. We really appreciate it. Oh boy, did you. Uh, Uh, Should should we, uh, uh, for new listeners, describe what these appendix episodes are? Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah, so so every episode, uh, every other episode of the show is a regular episode of the show where we have guests on usually, and we talk about an area of the game, and we talk about... You know, you know, the NPCs and bosses and level design and stuff, the off weeks, uh, we call them appendixes, and they are the episodes where you can write in and tell us what you thought, and we will read your things and kind of respond to them. Um, So as a general rule, um, you can always do that at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, As a general rule, uh, brief is good. You know, a couple paragraphs is good. Um, You know, reviews of the game are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not bad. It's great. Yeah, you like, know, but throw it th- throw it up on a blog, like, or we'll read it. You know, or mm-hmm. we'll, but we won't necessarily read it out loud or put it in the show. Yeah. Um. um yeah. And th- I saw this even with uh, even with the responses to this uh, first area. Um, had to be kind of brutal with uh, with excluding things. Um. So yeah. please please do not be offended if we don't include yours. Uh, like your response, it was red, and it probably just lost out to uh, to something else. Um. Also, some of these I kind of like grabbed the tastiest bit out of. Um, something mm-hmm. I saw that we would, uh, that we would, uh, have something to say about. Um, yes. so, so yes, uh, please write in, um, especially sooner is better than later. We're going to put up, you know, notices either in Slack or on, uh, on Facebook, uh, letting you know when the deadlines are, but like we get plenty coming in organically. So if you got a thought about an area that might be coming up, go ahead and send it. Yeah. Yeah. And we keep, we keep everything just kind of for a rainy day, mm-hmm. you know? So if there's anything that's kind of, uh, we have a, an episode that's kind of light on responses and there's something interesting from an old area. We'll read it. Uh, so we don't want to say that to, you know, the, the kind of keeping it brief uh, or if your, your thing doesn't get read, we don't mean that to discourage you from writing in. Yeah. Please write in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get us started here with Emily who says via contact, and this is regarding character creation. Uh, she says, boy, does it feel good to have a new souls game in my hands again. I started dope souls three, almost completely blind and was surprised by the near constant stream of dark souls. One references beginning as early as the character creation screen. It seems like a strange choice to allow us to play a character from one of the supposedly long forgotten Lordran era nations. Uh, when this game takes place after dark souls two, I guess we're supposed to be remarkably well-preserved corpses from another time. Although that decision never really seems to pay off but I can't really hold that against them when they let me create a female character with a magnificent beard. 10 out of 10 would beard again. Yep. You can turn yourself into the cover of a peaches album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, great. Yep. Like why, I love it. why on earth? Yeah. Why on earth would that be the arbitrary distinction? Like it, you're making a fake video game character, <laughs> yep. like do what you want. Yeah. Um, it's like in demon souls where you, you couldn't wear lady clothes. <laughs> like, give me a break. Like this is, this is a game about fighting demons in, in magical space time. Like, um we didn't really talk about that when we talked about character creation but um you know when you choose your faces they are like it's like oh jolly kareem Mm -hmm. uh you know it's all these areas from dark souls one and i think it is telling and i 
people will get sick of me saying this by the end of the season, but like the very first response on the very first episode is like, boy, this is a strange reference to Dark Souls one that doesn't really pay <laughs> off. Like something that is a, a generality that uh, is that Dark Souls two felt uh, like millennia after Dark Souls one. Mm-hmm. Right. This feels like six years right. after Dark Souls one to me like this. The, the sense of time and scale is not there Yeah. Uh, for this for me. And it is weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. It's not necessarily it doesn't ruin anything. I love the game. I think I can't with the best will in the world, though, say it's good. Right. Like, I don't think it actually serves the game very much. Yeah, it puts me off my balance a little bit. And so, and, you know, I have a little bit of like, hey, it's Lordran fatigue uh, from Dark Souls 2. Um, yeah. Just because, like, uh, just, yeah, I spent so much of that, so much of that season trying to find what's the link, what's the connection? You know, is this millennia later where there are cities built on tops of cities and maybe like the, like the root of this is somewhere there? And then, like, no, this is, this is just making it that much more surface level and explicit in a way that just kind of like ruins the ambiance of the continuity. And, and it doesn't, it also um, kind of did, like this stuff, the, all these references, right? So every one of these descriptions of these faces you mm-hmm. can choose, if this had been a new place that was concurrent, we could have mm-hmm. learned about that place. Yes. You know, and there's a little bit of that, right? Like you can be somebody from Ithril, mm-hmm. um, but there's, there's very little of it. So it's not as harmless as maybe it seems. Right. Like there is an element of opportunity cost in this confer- constant referencing. Yeah. Um, I think where like, I would rather learn about this, this new world that you presented then be reminded of something I liked mm-hmm. from 2011. Yeah. It's something I loved, like something I've dedicated a significant part <laughs> yeah. of my life to. Yeah. And the fact that even this is, you know, it's maybe my favorite all time thing. Uh, <laughs> and it, it still gets wearing eventually. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, and it does, it does start right away. It is a thesis statement that yep. it is one of the first things you see in the game. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. like it's before you, before you control a character, it's hitting you over the head with this. Yes. Yeah. Um, James writes in via contact uh, saying, I think Dark Souls 3 surprised me with how much subtle role playing they get out of the gifts. The fire gem has a line about the practicality of it over jewelry or the rusted gold ring as being a good luck charm or just the pragmatic plain description of the cracked red eye orb. I think my personal favorite uh, would be the sovereignless soul, which states that you were buried with someone before you were raised from the dead. There are plenty of interpretations of this. A bleak one would be that you and some other guy were just thrown in together uh, without a thought. But the idea that the soul is from someone you care about makes it a lot more precious than just a ring or a coin. A part of me did kind of want to hold on to it for the entire game and never use it. Unfortunately, my menu got crowded and I used it by mistake. Sorry, dear. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really talk about uh, starting gifts, but there is no uh, kind of OP starting gift. Yeah, there's no master key in this. Yeah, no master key, no uh, bonfire ascetic, mm-hmm. no petrified something. Um, everything is no healing wares. Like there's nothing that useful. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, the the idea of this kind of role playing uh, that you can get out of the gifts. Like I like that interpretation of the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I don't see a lot of that. Right. Um, you know, that's in there. The fire gem line about the jewelry, I noticed that too. And I felt like it was a dig against the amulet <laughs> uh, from Dark Souls 1. Or the pendant? Or the pendant, yeah. No, no, sorry, uh, didn't so... mean to be a pendant pet app. Oh, it's. So it's all right. Whatever. <laughs> um, you okay? What's that voice? Yeah, I don't know, man. Here I am. It's new Gary. Okay, now do it as Christian Slater. Hey, it's new Gary. That's a, that's a that's a synthesis of both of them. Yep. It's it's been uh it's new Gary plus old Christian Slater <laughs> equals a equals a clamato cooler that Ooh. for your ear holes. 
Um, but yeah, that um, uh, I like that idea of the soul too. I always mm-hmm. just thought it was somebody who was buried on top of you because of uh, millennia or <laughs> past. But yep. yeah. So thank you, James. Uh, Michael says via contact. I wanted to write in about one element that perfectly set the tone of the game for me in these first two areas. It comes up during character creation as a burial gift, the sovereignless soul. The item description marks it as the soul of one who slept beside you. Was it a spouse or maybe a stranger you only managed to meet just before the coffin lid shut? Either way, the idea of bringing their strength along with you on your journey was a powerful, subtle touch towards the somber atmosphere iconic to the Souls series. Have either of you found similar moments in this area that brought you pause? Uh, no, like I, I, I read that and I was just kind of like, you know, I just assumed it was somebody in, in the grave. Yeah. You know, I didn't read that as, as romantic at all. Yeah. Um, and the first area, there were things that gave me pause, but something that is a general st- truth of dark souls three. And again, really love it. Uh, it didn't touch my heart as much as maybe, um, you know, the first one did, right. which is not that, you know, that's a really high bar to clear, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a lot in dark souls three that has touched my heart yet. Right. Um, I did uh, not have that feeling upon closer examination. Like I, I'm going to say the same, but I biffed it on like 95% of the NBC quest lines. Yeah. So like, I didn't have an awful lot of a, a lot of opportunity to get like a, like a, like a Sigmire, you know, I, I biffed it on, you know, a lot of them, like maybe 70% of them. Um, and the ones and a bunch of those other ones I got to maybe 60% or 70%. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just, yeah, there wasn't a Sigmire for me. Uh, in the in this game as far as that so i didn't uh you know and maybe that's just me being uh cold-hearted but uh <laughs> yeah. it, it, that did not uh, did not happen for me yeah so i just like both of these kind of give a little bit of a like it's it's two separate people who caught on to this thing that i kind of didn't catch on to because i was mm-hmm. looking at those descriptions more for like what kind of advantage is this going to uh confer upon me um mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool but this just reminded me remember you know in the beginning of Dark Souls 2, where you get that shot of the woman holding the baby and both of their faces kind of blur out like they're like they're melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Kind of alluding to this is the life that you left behind heading to Drang Lake to, 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 to seek the cure. We don't get anything like that personal story here. You just wake up. Um, you know, from this grave after who knows how long. And so I think what a lot of people are, or at least what these two people are kind of latching onto is that idea of like, give me something, anything about this character from before I can control them. Um, and two, I think had that in a much more affecting and explicit way. Yeah. Yeah. That, Cause that, as much as that maybe didn't pay off, you know, mm-hmm. as well as we wanted it to, that was like crazy cool and powerful mm-hmm. when it happened. As a, as a thing like that is that is a gut punch yeah um and which like as much as i love the sizzle reel of gods mm-hmm. that you're gonna kill in the beginning of this it was not a gut punch right you know uh, my gut remained unpunched yeah i, I didn't am, i didn't uh, I'm I mean, proof. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're always braced um yes. uh, brace for the punch gary uh, race for the cure <laughs> brace for the punch <laughs> uh, no no like there, there was pathos in that wretched person being crushed under his own stone um but uh i didn't know like that was just a stranger yeah yeah and it's still a stranger yep like I, you know i've I beat the game and done a lot of reading on it it's still a stranger yeah like and even that race like i don't care about them that much or that right. that land you know yeah, Londor. it is a yeah, this this game is not doing a great job of like making me care. There's a, I mentioned it like when I said didn't touch my heart. There's actually one thing way late in the game mm-hmm. that had a strong enough sense of pathos for me that like actually affected me. Hmm. But we won't talk about it for like eight months. Okay, so it's 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 way way near the end. Super sneaky um, preview. <laughs> yes, I, and I, I'll tell Cole off, Mike. Okay, so 
Yeah. yeah. Um, ooh, we have a green room. We're going to talk about stuff that you can't hear. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's what people say, right? That's what kids. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't actually understand what happens. I think they're all just putting on their, their Oculus fuck corridors and like <laughs> giving each other web ding jobs under the, you know, VR light of the yeah. Sony, Sony Vio or yeah. whatever. Yeah. They're, they're on, on their Sony bios, you know, just, yeah. uh, just, uh, virtual hogs. Yeah. Yeah. Drink, drink it on virtual hog. Yeah. All night. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I think kids work. Yep. That's uh, so, you know, they're terrifying. Get out of the way, old man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex yeah. writes in via contact to, uh, to say, I really loved emerging from a coffin at the beginning of Dark Souls 3. In these games, you die over and over, and everyone acknowledges that, uh, that uh, this happens, but there's never an explanation of what happens. Having the character come out of graveyard even once reminds me, oh, I'm a fucking corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still the, the implication here seems to be that you're always a corpse in these games and you're not yeah. like this. is This is the first one where you are a corpse, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why that's why it does that. <laughs> you... um, it's still cool. Like, I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying that, like, it's not like the other games fail by not showing this. Mm-hmm. You know, Which, it's weird like, because it's pretty upsetting that you're a hot dog person when you're thrown into the cell and one. Yes. Yeah. You're a zombie, but you're mm-hmm. still you're animate. You, you, know, you, you, you have died several times before, but you're but but you're back. This is yes. this is you waking up from a sleep that, for all intents and purposes, for you was eternal. But yes, you know, yeah. yep, yep. Jack says via contact. The thing that most struck me about this latest entry in the series was the visual design. Bloodborne was a beautiful game, but suffered too often from a sense of clutter. Too many extraneous on-screen items that distracted from the overall design. Dark Souls 3 has detailed environments, but that sense of, ah, throw a bunch of jars and endless statues has not bothered me so far in the game. The same applies to all the bosses I've seen so far. The overly complicated style of the Cleric Beast and Vicar Amelia have been replaced by much cleaner and therefore striking designs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that there are some areas that do suffer from that clutter, uh, yeah. specifically the third area we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I think it is a little bit stronger. And yeah. I think you're 100% on, on point with the boss designs. Definitely. Like, um, I, I, I also slightly disagree with the first point because a lot of the sets do feel just a little bit too sharpened, a little bit too overdressed. Um, yeah, but, uh, like the actual spaces that you see are less fussy. It feels like, you know, in Bloodborne, you spend a lot of time in these very like tightly cramped areas that are just full with a bunch of like fussy stuff. This yeah. is mostly like atriums and large hallways and, you know, broad kind of Gothic, um, like in the actual castle sense, not in the Gothic, you know, Victorian revival sense. Yeah. 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 Not in the crab core sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, uh I, I forget what I was going to say, but like the spaces feel more, more defined and more bold, um, than, than, yes. than they did in, did in Bloodborne. So you get a there... lot, le- a lot less of like, just here's a bunch of stuff sticking out of a surface, even though you do have that. And most of the time, at least in this area, it was gravestones. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think I'm on the same page with you about that. Like there are later there, are, you, you run into a church later in this game that has empty rooms in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way that like a church might not have a thousand things yeah. in it. Um, I was, I was like being pithy about it on Twitter, but like every game I played on the PS4 generation could be a Katamari level. <laughs> like everything is about clutter and like the degree that it impacts the game really varies. Mm-hmm. Um, worst of which, like I, you know, I complained about this a lot with Arkham Knight, which like is a bad game, but also, uh, the clutter is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, the ba- like the Batmobile does not feel cool when it's constantly running into fire hydrants and, and dumpsters. <laughs> yeah, um, like I can achieve that same effect by just driving through a grocery store parking lot after yeah, in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but but here it's it's the same thing, and it does something to my my eyes 
where it, it actually has a detriment. Like I have mm-hmm. a hard time picking out details yeah. because of this level of, of fussiness mm-hmm. that is in this console generation. And I realize it might just be me and could be related to my like genetic dis, you know, disorder. Uh, but it is, it is definitely a thing for me. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to feel like it's good. It also stretches credibility sometimes where like, this is supposed to be somebody's living room and it literally just has like 70 candles melting in the corner <laughs> yeah. for, for no real reason. You know, it looks kind of neat, but everything like, you know, cause remember when you go into the first inhabited room in the, uh, the undead Berg mm-hmm. or the first like one that was somebody's house and it has like a table and a chest and a bookshelf. Yeah. And like, it looked like a, a room that somebody mm-hmm. would live in. Like there's nothing, there's very rarely do I see something that looks like somebody would live in, yeah. in, in dark souls three or bloodborne. Right. You know, and that is uh, that's kind of a bummer to me. Yeah, it I, like- I, no. Sounds like you hate this game. Yeah, boy. Like I just, uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's a, and well, that's, that's, I'll just chalk that up to Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight can <laughs> absorb the, uh, the ogres, like one of those cilia packs. Uh, <laughs> just put Arkham Knight next to my disc. Of, uh, Did you say cilia packs or silica packs? Because cilia I, packs, I think, I think, are in your large intestine. I think I said cilia packs. Well, those are things you swallow to straighten out your cilia packs. And okay. You, you, you chase them with one of those poop shakes. Okay. Oh, and that's yeah, how you yeah. straighten to, out your, your flora. Yeah, to, re- to restore your microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't swallow those packs of desiccants. It's bad news. What, what happens? Uh, I think you die. <laughs> the, uh, I just assumed or, it would draw you out real Or quick. you get real thirsty, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't actually know that. I should find out what happened. It's like YouTube, man swallows. Desiccants. Sack. Yeah. Desiccants. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, writes in via contact to say, going by the Slack, our duck feed Slack, which you can get to by uh, donating to our Patreon. Um, going by Slack, I'm one of the few people doing a pure magic build. Let me tell you, trying to kill the crystal liz- lizards with a pure magic build is a nightmare. They are hugely magic resistant, and I, can, and I can barely scratch them, even with upgraded gear. Advice to people thinking about starting a magic build. Maybe level strength or dex first then incorporate sorcery a bit later. It gets more powerful, but that early game is rough. I found that to be true, too. Yeah. Like, as, as much as there are builds, like, you are really set out to be a hybrid, at least initially. Yeah. And then I uh, can kind of move on. Like, I beat Dark Souls 1 only using sorcery. Mm-hmm. Like, never hitting something with a sword. I don't think I could do this game like that. Yeah. Or even really close without... I mean, even if I can get to the boss and put all of my Estus into Ashen Estus, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the first boss of the, the next area we're going to talk about I don't think I would kill him yeah. with, you know, using all of my casts, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so, um, specialize later. Yes. Yeah. Um, GD accents as by contact in all the souls games, there's only been one creature that caused me to throw away all my caution. I always play shields up, observing, slowly entering new areas, pulling enemies one at a time. Not when I see a crystal lizard, I've killed tons of the things with reckless abandon, sprinting blindly after them with murder in my heart. That's why every time I died to the monstrous crystal lizard in the tutorial section, all I could think was, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It is. Uh, it is one of those. It is one of those times where a callback to a previous entry really, really does work because they take it and turn it. How awesome would it, since those things are uh, foreign from when they eat souls, <laughs> how amazing would it be? I mean, it'd be hostile, but if they killed you, they ate your souls. Oh, shit. That, or if, uh, if you died in an area near a regular crystal lizard. Mm-hmm. One of the smaller ones came over, ate your souls, and then a big one spawned, and you had to kill it to get your souls back. Oh God, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, and and really hostile and, and terrible. <laughs> and the size of the crystal lizard was dependent on the number of souls. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Or, like that would, man, that would be so cool. Like you just like 
I'm going to go kill like 40 bosses and then just make the biggest crystal lizard. <laughs> it just clips into geometry. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Or just if, uh, if, if one of the Lords of Cinder, um, just happened to like slip and break his neck and then a crystal lizard happened to walk in and he got one of those special bosses <laughs> and that was the boss that you had to fight. It was like a, it was like the, the dear Freya a little bit. That'd be amazing. Yep. yep. Hmm. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, ben writes in via contact saying, my greatest moment of, oh, wow, which I expect uh, to repeat multiple times throughout this game, was in the fight with Udex Gunder. Um, my <laughs> Gunder. Gunder? Gunder. Uh, my wife has been watching me play these games for years, to the point where she will chide me for rushing into areas without methodically checking corners and ceilings first. Um, and from the withdrawal of the coiled sword from the nascent judge to his explosion into the dark infested Bloodborne outcast, we enjoyed the surprises and the suggestion that this is a more direct sequel to uh, Dark Souls than its successor was. P.S. This game is Demon Souls as fuck so far. Also, I'm sure somebody has already pointed out the the Vangarian link, the Varangian link. Jesus, I did it again, Gary. I just want to say <laughs> yeah. your name so goddamn much. The, <laughs> the Varangian link uh, in Eudex Gunder's name, Latin for judge and a name drawn from North, Norse mythology. The layering of historical and cultural influences really sets From's games apart. Oh, thanks, Ben. Indeed. Yeah. yeah um, it, it, is a, it is a big surprise. Yeah, I didn't know about Gunder uh, from uh, Norse mythology, but uh, Eudex, I was like, that has to be Latin. And it totally is. Yeah, it sounds really, really yeah. Latin-y. Or I Star lo- Wars-y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of playing this game with a, with a, with a significant other, like helping yeah, out. Well- there's a some, my significant other, Brayton Cameron, uh, <laughs> hung out next to me and watched me play a little bit. And it was it was I'm not putting him on blast because I love Brayton. Uh, but one of the things he was doing is like when you're watching this game, and you're not actually playing it. Things can seem really easy. Oh, yeah. That are not easy. Mm-hmm. And you can try something once and fail and just have somebody be like, do this, try this. <laughs> and it's like it get, it, it's not like annoying is the wrong word, but it got a little like, OK, buddy, like give me a couple tries here. Like yeah, this like- is. You know? I'm driving. Okay. Yeah, exa- exactly. It felt exactly like that. And I, I'm not that way about driving. Like if I am driving, uh, you should do more than tell me what to do. You should take the wheel and kick me out of the car. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to crash us. Like I'm a very bad driver. Uh, but like, it felt like that. I was like, dude, like, let me drive. <laughs> this is my car. Um, so I could see that being, even if it was just like check the ceiling, because then the one time you don't do it and a slime falls down, it's like, I don't know. Even if they don't say, I told you so. <laughs> like, you, you know, you can you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel their eyes on you. <laughs> um, Kylo says uh, via contact, the Udex Gunder uh, and a lot of the game after him seems like a direct response to the complaints level at Dark Souls 2. It's playing to our developed expectations. So veteran players might say, ugh, another armored boss. And then wham, giant sledge snake. In addition, I think starting the intro cutscene with Yes Indeed is one of the best ways to indicate how strongly the game focused on being a sequel, since it deliberately recalls the original and starts us in Medias Race. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and, and that, uh, something to clarify, is that, like, that kind of direct sequelness, uh, I started off really liking it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the kind of complaining I've been doing about it came from playing through the game and seeing it repeated yeah. for 39 hours um you know it is initially though it is really cool yes i think yeah um see seeing seeing in in, in media's res written out like that reminds me of this tweet that i've had in drafts for i think three years now um okay. that is a joke but i don't think that it's actually a joke which is did you hear about that new tyler perry movie they are playing around with narrative structure it starts in media res that's not so bad okay 
Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's that's bad. Okay. I don't I do not do uh, like I don't do Twitter drafts, which should be obvious to anybody who follows me on Twitter. Is that like <laughs> it all just goes out there? Um, but I think that's probably you know I think that that's that's on par with your tweets. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to read that. Well, not not a bad way. Like yeah. I, I just said, it was good yeah. enough to tweet. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think that seems uh, significantly like less ready for prime time than your tweets. Mm, okay. So Man, yeah, there we go, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> heard, right. You heard it here first, folks. Well, no. that you saw on Twitter two weeks ago. <laughs> Cold disgust, put it out. Yeah, there we go. We just like, we're just workshopping it. Don't worry. Yeah. Then then with this uh, our spinoff where it's the origin of all our tweets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you see, that night I was really sad. Uh, yeah. Just repeat yeah. that. Like just release the same episode over and over again. Yeah, just yeah, you just check to see if it's updated. Yeah. If the timestamp changes. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's see here. Was that you or me? Chris, uh, that was me. That was so you. Okay. Chris, is Chris writes in via contact saying, don't put points in vitality. It's not as viable as it was in Dark Souls 2. And different armors don't offer enough defense to make the investment worth it. Good to know this early. It's very easy to miss the person who can let you re-roll. Um, I was initially very excited uh, to walk into what looked like the Nexus and to see the title Firelink Shrine pop up. I started wondering if the game was going to be making a statement about how all these stories have been the same story of rise and fall and struggle. But as the game has progressed, it seems like it might be just uh, it might just be fan service without much thematic depth. Yeah, yeah, at least right now. Um, yeah, and I think that uh, there are things that are related that they bring up and we'll call those out when they come up. Like yeah. when it's the good effect, we're going to call it out. Yeah. Um, but I think that it is uh, a lot of it is fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, something we forgot to mention in the generalities that I wish we had is that you can't upgrade armor anymore. Right. So that lack of importance for armor is, uh, you know, does reflect on the stat. However, uh, the kind of cool advantage to this is that it, there isn't that um, investment cost. So, you know, Hey, I want to swap this out to have something that has fire resist. There's less of a, oh, it's not like a an, un, an unupgraded piece of fire resist gear versus my like plus five armor I've been wearing for the entire game. Yeah. You know, you can rotate out on the fly. There's a and, fantastic uh, YouTube video that Gary linked on the uh, on the Facebook page that explains mm-hmm. the way defense works in this game. Yes. And I will put that in the um, in the show notes. The thing to know is always be wearing something on every slot. Yes. No matter what, fashion souls be fucked. Like mm-hmm. always be wearing something because you're making a huge, even if it's the, the most garbagey like piece <laughs> of equipment, if you're not wearing something there, you are throwing away hit points. Right. So, yeah. And I, yeah. And as much as I love fashion souls, like I needed the defense in this game. I have yet to, this character I'm playing now, I originally intended for them to be light roll all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't carry my weapons really in light roll, uh, <laughs> let alone uh, carry this armor. And, uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't quite do it. It is a hard game. Yeah. I need to be able to tank a little bit more. Yeah. So the nice part about Pyromancer, their uh, the, like the 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 helmet of that gear is just kind of like a like a headband with a little feather coming out of it. So it barely mm-hmm. it barely shows up for the purpose of fashion souls. Yes. Yeah. And there's a couple items that are like that um, that are you can barely see. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, even the seal's though crown. The, the the downside of that is that the uh, the Pyromancer starts with really really low vitality. Oh yeah. So you can barely wear anything. Um, which is kind of part of the balance because mm-hmm. it was a really OP uh, class previously. Um, Jesse says via contact. The moment I stepped through the doors and saw Firelink Shrine appear on the screen, I literally laughed out loud and said, this place again? And the first message written on the ground was something along the lines of, could it be this place again? <laughs> which made me laugh even harder. <laughs> After my laughter subsided, I realized that this place really feels uh, like it fits the name so much better than Firelink Shrine did in Dark Souls 1. This time around, it really feels like a shrine. 
candles, architecture, the whole nine yards, and it really feels like it is a link between the fires. I've only put a few hours into the game, but I'm really excited to see what the reasoning for uh, bringing back Andre the Blacksmith is. Yeah. Um, There's no such thing as Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, that, that that's something that I didn't put together until just now. It's something I noticed, but uh, I'm, I'm putting two and two together here. The fact that Firelink is built up and, you know, like... The Firelink and Dark Souls One was obviously once a building, you know. Yes. Like we're just kind of in the in the ruined substructure of it uh, when we when, when, you know, when, when we find it. And a lot of Dark Souls One was about like the fallen glory of this kingdom, yes. right? Lothric is not at its height, but it is it has not fallen as far as Lordran did. No, I don't think so either. Even though I think that people have played this game and had the exact same rea- had the exact opposite reaction. Really? Like I've read people, yeah, people's like kind of suppositions are like, "Oh, this is way further down the spiral," huh. and I don't see it. Like no. I don't see it at all. Actually, <laughs> yeah. um, this seems like more more vibrant than uh, than than it did, or there, at least you know the same level. There's just so much more infrastructure here. And like, yeah, there's, the, well, there, there's so many more people who like have obviously been serving different roles recently and they're yeah, not just there, banging their heads bloody against a brick wall. There are people still doing jobs. Yeah. Like it, it is like there are jobs being done by people like this. This seems earlier along uh, in in the cycle, which plays into my my ending theorem thing that I want to talk about <laughs> in eight months, uh, which will probably change by then, too. But like, oh, yeah, there's a there's a, a thing. What I think about what this game is actually doing and what the story is like. Though that is a piece of it, yeah. The fact that things are brighter and it is less far into the uh, the fading flame, yeah, is kind of part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also like whenever something like this happened, I laughed out loud too. Oh yeah. Like you know, I, I played this first section with my my roommate Will, and like every time something like this happened, we were like, whoa. And you know, <laughs> when Andre popped up, it was a whoa, and everything was a whoa. Yeah. You know, and that was that was there's fun to be had there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. so I had Firelink uh, spoiled for me. Um, mm-hmm. and I had, but I did not have Andre spoiled for me. So that is, uh, that is good news. Yeah, that, that is, that is good news. Even though having Firelink spoiled is such a, a big deal about what the game is going to do. Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, even if you can really tell, like it is. It, it, so, so it made my mind go places that the game didn't. So like yes. seeing that disparity and, you know, kind of like having that expectation set. And it's it still subverted that even even though like so I just like I went through a premature version of what of what everybody who played this unspoiled went through, which is, whoa, Firelink, what's that mean? And then mm-hmm. eh, probably not that much. Yeah, yeah. what's what's really interesting uh, that I've done since uh, playing the game is going back and finding like watching the YouTubes of uh, like YouTube's Loristers uh, who have like analyzed the trailers and the like. Mm hmm. Um, so like watching Vadi's video about what he thinks the story of Dark Souls 3 is going to be before he actually got to play it is really interesting mm-hmm. to look at the kind of uh, conclusions you can you can draw from just seeing these areas or when you got to play the first 45 minutes of the preview build or whatever. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the conclusions he came to, I thought were really, really cool, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and the, the game, as far as I can tell, doesn't really do them. Yeah. Um, and I could see that being a similar thing for you where you see Firelink and you're just like, oh, that could mean this and this. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't really, as far as I can tell. I mean, those things. Yeah. So we were dumb. We used to worry about spoilers at all. I don't think that's true. I think I would have. Uh, I was really I happy. I obviously don't think, think yeah, that's true. A literal parade of response of uh, parade of surprise. Mm-hmm. The entire time was awesome. Yep. Like I will. I will never. You know, if 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 we are lucky enough to get another one of these, 
I am 100% doing it the same way again because mm-hmm. it, it enriched my experience quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Levi says via contact. It's good to be home. Pretty much says it all when it comes to stepping into Firelink Shrine for the first time again. I love uh, that what was once a humble, isolated cliffside area of respite is now an immense monument to these Lords of Cinder. The game is filled with so many places like the current Firelink, they seem very familiar yet completely foreign all at once. Yeah. And I think they're trying to play on that. Yeah. Yep, and it could be built up on Firelink, even though I still think, and, and Allison pointed this out, again, credit to her, um, that the area where you fight the boss looks more like the old Firelink to me. Yeah, because of the basin. Yeah, yeah, yeah the basin and the kind of the shape, general shape of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of this being like built up on top of that is a cool idea. And it's one of the few things in the game that does suggest like, a, you know, a lot of time passing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Take writes in via contact to say, I was surprised when I walked into Firelink Shrine. I checked the kanji, and they're the same as in Dark Souls 1, but I don't think that we're in the same place as in Dark Souls 1. The Japanese for Firelink Shrine means Fire Inheritance slash Succession Ceremony Spot. Uh, So maybe any spot can be a Firelink Shrine if used for the Fire Succession Ceremony. Also, the Japanese word for linking the fire is inheriting the fire in Japanese. Just thought I'd point that out since the theme of inheritance is major in 3. Yeah, that's interesting. One of the things that that suggests to me um, more than the specific meaning of inheritance is that like we always assumed a a Firelink Shrine was a proper noun. Mm -hmm. Like it was the Firelink Shrine rather than a Firelink Shrine. Yeah. But if you if you take like Firelink to modify Shrine, it is a shrine that does this thing. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why there couldn't be multiple versions of that. Yeah. Like in so Dark Souls 1 spoilers, like Firelink Shrine was not where the where the where the fire was linked. That was the kiln right yes near that mm-hmm. over it but not the exact same place right yeah interesting yep and i love uh, i love take's uh, input yeah take great keep it up please please uh matthew says via contact i wish i could have been pleasantly surprised when i saw the name firelink shrine pop up and that little boom noise sadly one of the other gaming podcasts that i listened to was talking about dark souls 3 a few months back and without even blinking, name-dropped Firelink as a location spoiler. It didn't ruin my experience, but it was the sort of thing I kind of wished that it remained unspoiled on. However, when I started to explore it, I noticed something a bit off. The game could try and claim uh, all it liked that I was in Firelink, but I knew better. I knew the Nexus when I saw it. For what I know, I could be right. I'm not very far in the game yet. I'm taking things super slow on my first playthrough. Anyway, the location itself is pretty nicely, nicely laid out. All the merchants are no more than 30 seconds from each other, and the most important ones are always right in front of you as you pour it in. What more could you ask for? Yes, that convenience is definitely appreciated. This is one of the better designed uh, hub areas. Uh, like, it is not as tall as uh, as the Nexus is. Like, I always felt compelled to go all the way up to the upper reaches of uh, of, yeah. of the Nexus, but, like, they have kind of optimized this to, to kind of know what you're going to be going after every time you come in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, and that's something that we would probably have talked about as we get more NPCs mm-hmm. in here. Um, but it is, as far as functionally, um, other than the fact that you have to come back here to level up, it is really, really high on ease of use. Yeah. Um, I have not, as much as it seems obvious, I have not batted the idea around of it literally being the Nexus yeah. around in my head because the Nexus is so singular. Like, yeah, it is such a uh, like it is in a weird interdimensional interdimensional place that you go when you die, uh, which you know <laughs> that's not totally outside of the realm of possibility, but it has that huge glass floor where the sword falls and you go down there and mm-hmm. end up in Proto-Ash Lake. And there's yep. just a lot of weird things to the Nexus. Filled with clock that, holograms. Yes. Yeah, it is just, it doesn't, uh, 
this does not feel quite like that, but that's an interesting idea. Um, the Demon Soul stuff that is in this really does just feel like, hey, remember Demon Souls? <laughs> uh, you know, which is fine, uh, but that's what it feels like yeah. to me. It's, uh, it feels good to see Demon Souls acknowledged. Oh, me too. Like, I, I love Demon Souls. Like, Demon Souls. Like, that is... Uh, and, and out of the kind of references... Um, those feel the kind of the least cloying to me. Yeah. Uh, partly because there are about one tenth of them as there are for Dark Souls one. <laughs> right. Um, so. and about uh one twentieth as many as there are, or no, uh one fifth as many as there are of Dark Souls two. There's only yes. slightly more Dark Souls two. Yes. References. Yep, yep. Yeah. Pretty good. Um Andy mm-hmm. Andy writes in via contact saying the first thing that struck me about Firelink is how dark it is. Compared to the grandeur of the Nexus, the airy spaciousness of Firelink Shrine of Majula, and even the slightly creepy but beautiful Hunter's Dream, the new Firelink is a dark, dank, gloomy cave. It never feels like the, uh, the safe place that the others did. It's also confusing with its little corridors and poorly lit corners, and I keep feeling like I'm going to miss NPCs because they're squirreled away in an alcove somewhere. Nice to see Andre, though. He's still stubbornly persisting and using his mouth when he talks, unlike the other characters who expel sound through their ears. Is it time for From to harness the power of new consoles and work on their mouth tech? No. Mouth tech. <laughs> mouth techniques. I, I, love, I love the idea of all of the mouths being vestigial and each of the NPCs just being the equivalent of a brass bowl. Like, <laughs> they're, like the, the soul inside them is burning and the screams are coming out as speech through their ears. The, the mouths are going to fall off. <laughs> like Keanu Reeves. Yep. And there's just going to be a big pile of mouths in another tower in the... Yeah. That's where uh, that's where that's where chatter teeth come from, and then they go yeah. to the uh, to the drawer of the teacher from a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it is. Uh, uh, I'm kind of glad they don't talk because that way, you know, weird uncanny uncanny valueness kind of lies. Even games that are good at it, yeah. like I'm okay with it with it not being the case here. Mm-hmm. You're never close enough to where it bothers me. Yeah, you know, like you're never just staring at a face and having it not move. It's pretty funny. Uh, like, I'm, I, like people, uh, people would have been upset. It sounds like I'm waiting for people to be upset. Um, but uh, there would have been comments if Andre was not a Muppet again, oh, yeah. like he was in one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the the idea of uh, NPCs being kind of hidden. Um, you have to find them, but they're hidden in places where I think there would be things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are places I already looked for treasure. And then there are some candles there. And I'm like, oh, okay, an NPC sits here. Yeah. So that, that part didn't really bother me. I never felt like I was going to miss out on anybody. Um, and I never missed out on anybody inside Firelink. I missed out on things out in the world, but not inside Firelink. So uh, did not have that exact issue. Um, Sam says via contact, uh, I somehow managed to avoid spoiling myself that Andre would return as a blacksmith. And seeing him was absolutely, absolutely delightful. Followed very closely by ramping off a tree onto the roof of Firelink Shrine, climbing around on the rafters, and being greeted by the Soul Series' weirdest treasure crows. I like to pretend that I'm above fan service, but the fan service in Dark Souls 3 really has the Miyazaki touch. And therefore is good above reproach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because the... Uh, yeah, keep playing. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe you'll think that by the end of the game. Uh, I, I'm... I may be the outlier with that stuff. The, the lights aren't twinkling, Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, um, like it is. I am totally uh, willing to to believe that it's possible that I am the most bothered by this in the world. <laughs> uh, but it is. Uh, I, I felt that way, too. And then and it, that's always a condescending thing to say. Like, I was once like you, Sam. <laughs> but uh, I, I did. I felt like that way that way initially. And then. Yeah. Uh, it wore on me. Yeah, if it, if, if it feels kinder coming out of my mouth, uh, it does wear out its welcome eventually. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just a less kind person. <laughs> I think. In I, I think I think that's far from true. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm a very nice person. <laughs> I'm I'm I, I'm less. Uh, I'm less. Con- I don't mind people yelling at me about my opinions. Maybe not less. Though. I don't think you mind that that much either. Uh, I don't actually care though, so yeah, it doesn't bother me. I will. I will uh, discuss this stuff. <laughs> That's not an invitation for every single person who disagrees with the stuff to like grab me on Twitter. But yeah, no, we're not. A, we're, <laughs> this is not a challenge. Yeah, appoint a representative and then do it. Yeah, come up with a quorum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> show up. Just no, just come up with 99 theses to nail to our yes. iTunes yeah. page to our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it feels wrist. sometimes. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> pretty good. Um, and then uh, with some just fun, and this uh, the, the, this is pretty cool. Justin writes in saying, "To celebrate the release of Dark Souls Three, my partner my partner and I invited two friends over, both who have never played a Souls game before. Uh, we decided to trade off between deaths. It was a great it was great seeing them learn how to play. It made me appreciate how good the opening area is at teaching new players. It made it better. Uh, sorry, to make it better, one of our friends was the first to kill the boss." They made us proud. It was a great way to start a fantastic game. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it is nice to watch people who don't know Souls do well at Souls. Yeah, to to <laughs> like to, to to see them. I don't know. That's that's why we like taking taking people under our wings and being Sherpas, right? Because we mm-hmm. get to we get to experience that vicariously. So you got to watch the the sparks light up in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, yeah, and it is uh, that is a way to like. That's why developers like playtest mm-hmm. they watch players who don't know the game move through these areas and they fine-tune it to be a good educational experience yeah. you know so uh this is from has done these a lot um <laughs> you know it'd be kind of, it'd be more noteworthy if they hadn't you know if this was not <laughs> a really fine-tuned opening area but it really is and that kind of plays into that firelink being really tight fine-tuned from a play perspective as well yeah like in some ways uh like there are a lot of ways in which this kind of is from at the height of their powers you yeah. know um, there are a lot of things in this game that are the best in the series, you know, without the me actually thinking, I don't think the game is, but I think there are a lot of individual aspects that are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's all we have. Um, thanks everybody for writing in. If you have things to say about the high wall of Lothric, go ahead and hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yes. Um, if you want to support this show and others like it and possibly future shows that are like it directly, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. We appreciate everybody who has given us a couple of bucks a month. If you are new here and haven't thought about it, go there and check out the uh, the, the reward tiers. Look at the goals and uh, see if we are a venture that uh, that you are comfortable being a patron for. Yeah. Yeah. And if, uh, if you're unable to do that, we understand uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes are really huge. Um, telling people on Twitter, telling people on blogs and Facebook and in person, uh, those things all help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to maintain some of this uh, Dark Souls 3 momentum as we uh, move into the season. And uh, we, we both we talked about this in the last episode. But we're both really excited to uh, to get to the bottom of this and actually finally, uh, you know, really kind of dig into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're glad you're with us. Yeah. And thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, yeah, do we have a, do we have anything else? Um, no, not, about it. not that I can think of. I, I don't know uh, if there are going to be any deleted scenes. Usually sometimes we have, uh, you know, things there, but most of the time before recording in the green room, we talk about business. Uh, so if there's anything after the, uh, the outro music, uh, then Yahtzee, I suppose. Yes. Uh, but if, if there's not, uh, thank you for listening and, uh, Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.
It's finally appropriate again. <laughs> I was disappointed there isn't an Umbasa in the game. Did you run into an Umbasa? No, no Umbasas that I saw. Yeah, I wish there was an Umbasa. Yeah. Oh well, Damn. I mean, with as much Dark Soul or Demon Souls as they as they have in here, they could have uh, yeah. at least thrown it in, or at least uh, like another like pithy. Uh, oh, that that that's what you meant. Not not quite the uh, um, like literally Umbasa, but like another another brief thing to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I like those too, but I, I also I meant specifically Umbasa. Specifically in Umbasa. I wanted, yeah. I wanted someone to say Umbasa. Yeah, I no. love it. You call me Umbasa. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like so so even if there was like explicitly so if there was an Umbasa Yahtzee, great. Um, yes. if there was another like pithy, like praise the sun kind of thing, like, oh, ash seeketh ember. Like, that's no good. That's really clunky. Yeah. Um, it, may, it may the flames guide your way is not that great either. Yeah. No, it, it, like, it, it feels a little bit too in the pocket for, uh, for like, for like an outro. What a, a weird thing that is true is I will probably say Umbasa for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, like, that's such a strange little reference, but I will probably say that to end conversations. Mm -hmm. Like it's my equivalent of Hanong, man. Like it just like, <laughs> kind of like ends the thing. And uh, yeah, it is uh, Umbasa. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but like if there was another one, we would have just added it on. So it'd be praise the sun, X, yes. Umbasa. Yes. Yeah. But uh, for now, just Umbasa. Just Umbasa.